instead of trying to sit up here on this pedestal of like being an expert and like here's posture, everything you need to do, posture, 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 posture yeah. of like here's everything you need to do and how I did it and how I got all these great results and everything. I was just like I felt like I was living two different lives of like having to be the perfect person so like I could lead a group of people to believe that they could do it. I had to be perfect myself and like never make mistakes and it's exhausting. And so then in real life, I'm like yeah, I had two cheat meals this week or I drank a bottle of wine last night or like whatever, right? Or like I'm dealing with postpartum depression and I wouldn't talk about it because how can I lead a group of women and tell them that I'm like dealing with postpartum depression? You know what I mean? And so when I had the revelation of like, I, I just became to the point of exhaustion of having to like talk two different ways and be two different things that I was mm. just like, wow, what if I just told the truth? Would that, how freeing would that be? Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Business Mistakes Podcast. We are your hosts, Kaylin and Brandon. Pulling. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why the intro is always so funny to it me. It feels very corny. <laughs> it's so it feels corny. it feels very corny. I feel like a jingle would feel less corny. I know we talked about that. But. Well, we have the little jingle that plays before everyone gets on here and listens to this nonsense. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need to say my name anymore because it already says my name in the intro. It does. All right. So we're... in case anyone was wondering who you're listening to, because <laughs> you, <laughs> like you saw didn't the picture, already see our face. You saw the picture. You saw the name. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Business Stakes Podcast. We're your hosts. You already know us. Our pictures are on the thumbnail, and you already heard the intro. So <laughs> if you're still here, you're a weirdo. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so today. I'm going to be talking all about content catastrophes and the biggest mistakes that I've made, I've seen made when it comes to content not converting. What you think? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your listening hat on? I got my listening hat on. <laughs> I'll chime in. Don't worry. Someone, Maybe I'll heckle you. Maybe I'll take your role this time. Will you? Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'd rather you add value. You like you just like heckling me. Yeah, but I like heckling everyone. Guys, am I that's the only just who I am? Am I the only one that's like in this one way heckling relationship? It's not. Well, I mean, that's because it's just not who you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> God made me this way. All yeah. right. Anyway, yeah. so we're gonna talk content catastrophes, and I think uh, you know, with all of our clients that we work with, and you know, the strategy days that we do, and our private clients that we work with, and stuff, everyone's always asking me like. Will you look at my ads? Will you look at my content? Why is it not working? Like, what's happening? What's going on? And I remember being in so many seasons of this through my own eight years of producing content, trying to get, like, customers and next steps and, you know, doing the lead magnets and the products and the code and the webinars and all of it, right? And I remember being at this place so many times where I'm like, why is this not working? Why is it not working? And uh, so I feel that. And so I really want to, like, dive into – when I finally changed my mindset around the content of like trying to educate people about my product, trying to educate them about their problem, like, and I shifted that to actually connecting with the customer, like that's when everything that we had took off. Like that's when the messaging, uh, 
of our company became so fine-tuned that like people didn't come in for the product. They came in because I understood the, their problem. And so that's what I want to dive into today. And they felt connected to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like one of the things that you said to me is, and I think you were training um, some of the influencers that we were working with, mm-hmm. and you were like, you don't speak to the mm-hmm. camera like you're talking to a group of people. Yeah. You talk like, you speak like you're talking to one person. Yeah. Because really like the consumption on their end is mm-hmm. one, they're one person sitting in the chair. On or, the couch. On the toilet. <laughs> yeah, if you're a man, definitely on the toilet while you're watching Dude, reels. I've walked into bathrooms and seen guys looking at reels when they're on the freaking urinal. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> give it a rest. <laughs> right? But it's connecting one-to-one, like one person speaking to one person, not you like on a platform, on a stage Yep. type of it's just the language patterns you yeah. use, which are so unique. Mm-hmm. Like I say, you, I'm talking to you. You might have a problem with this. It's, it's not, not like you guys. you guys have a problem with this. And sometimes I use that to make it feel like like there's more than just them. But I strategically say like you all the time. Like you might have this problem. They're like, yeah, I have this problem. And I'm like, if like any of you guys have this problem, then they're kind of looking over their shoulder like, who else is she talking to? Like she ain't talking to me. She's talking to them, right? Anyways, that's just a little thing. But To get into this, I really think like the biggest problem I see and when I go and look at people's ads and I look at their content and I see their stuff and they're asking me like, why is this not growing? Why is it not converting? Why is it not working? Like I'm doing all the things. I'm making all the reels. I'm putting out all the posts. I'm doing the stuff. Like why isn't it working? And I think I wrote this down this morning that the biggest problem I see is people trying to sell a product instead of selling themselves. Like... Mm. Like they're focused so much on educating people on their methodologies, on their theories, like on giving the tips, on giving the hacks, on giving the expertise, like of being like, this is all you have to do to get there. And now work with me if you want to get there. Like that's what I see people doing all the time. And people don't actually connect with that. Like they don't connect with your tips and your hacks and your like, here's my five tips to losing weight. Like that's the content I used to make. Like I would sit and make all the content that's like five tips to losing weight while, you know, for moms, right? Uh, five easy recipes to make in a minute or less, right? <sighs> right? Yeah. Right. But when I say it to you, you're kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. But when it's us and our own content, we're like, but this is what they need. They need to learn these things. People want this. And it's like, eh, mm, Well, and there's I don't an, know. There's a, on that point, there's an element of market maturity. Yeah. Like probably 10 years ago, when you're posting content, if it was in that nature, it probably did work pretty well. But there's mm-hmm. so much information. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. There's so much. So so now know, it's about connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if people don't really connect to you, like with you, this this content that's put out, like the tips and the tricks and the hacks and the like little pieces of all of your knowledge and your methodology and your theories about everything and your to-dos, it's like you become, it's like you become an uh, encyclopedia for them, not a person not a leader. You're now an encyclopedia where they can go when they're like, how do you learn this thing? Or like, what does she say about this? Or like, that's an interesting fact, but you're an encyclopedia. You're not leading them through this problem. Do you think it depends on the audience? Like how much of that? Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm going to say is like, is I would say like 70% of this should be like, you're leading them through it. And I'm going to, I'm going to dig in this Brandon. Okay. Like he has no idea what I'm saying today. So he keeps like 70% of what you're leading of your, of your content should be more focused on leading them through the problems and the struggle and like 
giving the advice with using your own testimony, your own story, like this is how I did it. And your tactics are wrapped inside of the testimony, wrapped inside of the story. This is how I got through it. This is how I'm dealing with discouragement around the weight that I've gained since my second child. And this is what I'm doing about it. So the tactics are wrapped into the actual testimony and the story and the struggle and the relatability instead of just being like, here's the five things I did to lose baby weight. You see the difference? So I'm over here. I preach a big game on like vacation and kids and family in that time, but it's hard for me to do. And I've like talked about it. Like you can just kind of get on your soapbox Mm -hmm. and like, I'm very like, I'm very principle based. Yeah. You keep your soapbox close. So I'm principle based. So I'm like, here's the principle. Give me the nugget. Give me the like, just give me the sauce. I don't need all of the like coding and all of the fluff or the story. And so, but I realize is that other people, they, they want, they want to hear your struggle and your like, like when I said it a different way and was like, here's like how I deal with it. And I'm Mm -hmm. struggling with like, when I go on a vacation, like I'll take a walk down the beach and make a call, but like, I've got to be intentional of like, how do I engage with this trip and not just be off in the future? Right. Cause a lot of us entrepreneurs, we, we live in the future Mm -hmm. so much and so it's hard for us to be in the present. And that's what you're good at. You're good at being in the present. I'm good at being in the future. But like, I have to pull myself into the present, especially when we go. Because I, I enjoy vacation, but it's like how how I've struggled to integrate that. Well, that's a perfect example. So I made a post on, so my whole point here yeah. is I made a post on that, talking through the struggle, like what you're saying, and it did so much better versus just giving the information or the tactics because there's just so much of that. Yeah, like what it, I'm saying is what what exactly what you just said that was more relatable for the the people on here to hear of like, oh yeah, I've dealt with that too. Than for Brandon to get on here and be like, here's the five things I do when on vacation with my family and how I get work in. One, two, three, four, five. Or like how I tried, how do I not work and still not go insane? Right. But do you see how like you yeah. telling the story of like, here's what I actually struggle with yeah, and like, yeah. here's how I deal with it. But then like, here's the tips that I have it's like, like wrapped how, together. Exactly. It's wrapped together. It's like, it's like a burrito, like a burrito. but the tortilla uh, on the outside, like this is your relatability. This is your testimony. This is your story. And like all the goods inside are like the emotions that you share with them of where they're at. And then in the very middle and like sprinkled on top, the guac, is, is the, guac. The, good, the best part. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, cause I don't think the tactics are the best part. And I'll get into that in a second. I do. The tactics aren't. <laughs> no. No, you don't believe that. You don't actually believe that. Like, let me let me, let me just get through. All right, get break through. my belief. I'm ready. All right. I'm open. So, so basically this whole concept of the encyclopedia versus the leader is like you're showing them how smart you are, but you're not building trust and rapport with them that you can actually get them where they want to go. Because you can spit all the tactics, you can spit all the tips and tricks, but so is everyone else on the internet. Everyone. Even people that don't actually have like the success that they say they have, they're making the same tips and well, tricks as you are. All you got to do is pick up a book and then they just yeah. regurgitate it, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when I when I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, um, you know, when I would ask ladies, like, why did you buy? Like, why did you sign up? Like, why? Did, what got you started? Like, what did you do, right? Like, what was it? In our health company. Yeah, in our health company that got you, like, in the door, you know? And the answer was never like, oh, you have the best shake, right? It was Like, they hadn't tasted it yet. They don't know we have the best shake. After they tasted it, that might have been like the reason they bought again, but it wasn't that. And it wasn't like, oh, the tips you gave on exercises like really got me motivated. Like it was never that, right? Never heard that one time. Never heard like, oh, your five weight loss tips that you gave like literally just rocked my world and just 
gave me a revelation. Those tips. Never. Yeah. Never one time was it any of those things. You know what it was, though? I wrote them down. Uh, I saw your video about being stuck on the couch. Saw your video about being stuck on the couch and, like, couldn't get up off the couch. And that you're in that place where you're just, like, binge-watching TV and, like, eating a bag of pretzels with a whole bar of white chocolate melted. Like, that was me. Like, literally, when I saw that video, I was doing that. Mm. And it was... I was about to overdose on pills and was sitting in my car and your video popped up and you were talking about how like you were at the end of yourself and like hated your life and hated yourself and didn't know what to do and where to start. And like, that's exactly where I was to the point where I was getting ready to like end my life because I didn't know what to do and it gave me hope. And then people would say, when you were talking about your food addiction, like you were talking directly to me. That's exactly where I'm at. When you said you're discouraged about gaining weight, after you had lost it, like after I lost the weight and gained weight back and like told that story, like that's me right now. And I can't get over this discouragement of having gained weight after I have lived a healthy lifestyle and I can't get back. And when you talked about like postpartum depression and what you were going through and all this stuff. So right now, like a lot of everyone's content, it all focuses on the antidote that we think we're trying to give them. Like here's the antidote. If you just like take these tips and tricks and like understand this, then it would fix your problem, right? And we're never addressing like the actual problem, the actual sickness, the actual disease, the actual like relatability of like, here's what it is that you're struggling with. Don't worry, I've dealt with it too and I have an answer. Follow me this way. Because we we almost all innately know what to do. Yeah. Like, like in health sense, maybe not in the entrepreneur side, like if you're coaching companies, like a lot of people just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But if we don't connect at an emotional level, well, and what you, you what you're so good at is putting yourself where they are. Yeah. Putting yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Another way to say it. Yeah. Putting yourself in their mind, relating to where they are. Like you said, she's like, I was in that spot. I was at my couch. I was feeling this way. Like speaking to them where they sit right now. Yeah. And that right there, like that is the most magnetic conversion tool that you'll ever have. Is your testimony, your struggle, your triumphs, like your victory, your epiphany bridges. You got a little thing in your tooth. Thanks. Wait, let me see. You got it, babe. Looking Thanks. good. You have Always great, looking out for my teeth. You have great teeth, by the way. So so that's like your most effective conversion tool. Is your see, I'm not a heckler. I'm a complimenter. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. It's complimenting? Yeah, if you want me to be. <laughs> Can't get anywhere. It's finally my time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... What was I saying? I don't know. The best conversion tool that you have is your story and your testimony and your struggles and your pains and your ability to put yourself in their shoes and remember where you were at, mm, at the point so that good. they're at now. Yes. Because, because what's so funny is we get so far along in our journey. We get so far along and like, oh, I've made it, I've had the weight loss success or I've had the business success or I've made this thing happen or I've opened the, I have a successful agency or whatever it is, like whatever, whoever you're trying to teach to and you're trying to have your content reach right now, we get past the point of like realizing what actually made us have the epiphany. And it wasn't like some tips and tricks and hacks, you know, it wasn't. And so- What was it? (laughs) What was it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so I really believe that, you know, and I would almost bet money that the revelation 
in your testimony, the one that you tell and you kind of like tell it sometimes and not really all the time. And maybe like at an event you tell it or maybe like it's in your your company story or whatever. But the revelation that you had, it didn't come from a piece of knowledge or a tip. Like it wasn't learning to count macros. It wasn't, hey, use this software. This software is going to cut time for you. It wasn't like learning a recipe or it wasn't like learning a tactic to implement in your business or in your health. Like in your own testimony, I would almost guarantee that it came from hearing a story, having an experience that gave you hope, a conversation that you had. You saw someone or heard something that related to you so much that you said, like, I think I can do that or I can make this happen or like, is that for me or what's this all about? Like there was a story or an experience or a happening that literally made you turn your ear and say, hmm, I want to listen to more of this person. I want to listen to more of what they're saying. Like, I want to go down this rabbit hole a little farther. Like, it wasn't a software tip they gave you or like a hiring tip. It was like, oh, I made all these mistakes hiring people and this is what happened. And you're like, hold on, let me listen to that. Let me lean into that a little bit. Like, yeah. what's behind there? I want, like, this person's telling the truth. This is a truth teller, right? Yeah. Well, that's like, that's the thesis behind this show. Mm-hmm is the mistakes. Yeah. So the whole point is that That's the you, thesis, is- you got your hope from somewhere or someone or something before you ever did the tactical action. There was hope for a future before you took a step. And so it's like, for me, it was like looking up weight loss testimonies, right? It's like, I don't know where to start, what to do. And one day I just looked up like awesome weight loss testimonies. And I saw these women who had four kids or, you know, were 60 and I'd lost like 150 pounds. And I'm like, man, like if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And so are you, are you giving that opportunity to your audience to have that same like connection with you of seeing them in as you, right? Like as seeing you as the after, like you putting yourselves in their shoes so much that they're like, oh my gosh, she's been where I've, I've been, I am. She's gone where I want to go but you tell your story and relate to them in such a way that like they like they will follow in your footsteps. They will buy everything that you have. They will do everything that you say because you've related on such a level that they're like, she knows me so well, she's already been through it. All these other PDFs and programs and courses and coaches and all these things like, yeah, I'm sure those work too, but the way that they will attach to you is by showing them that you've been where they wanna go. Like you've already been through the process. So good. I love that. <laughs> and so how do you like go about this, right? Like that's the next thing. It's like, how do you start going about it, right? And it's like, it's just, it's so stupid simple, but it scares people so much. And it's just you being a human. <laughs> like it's literally you being a human. Like taking your expert guru cap off and like literally just being a human. Because people can't relate to people on a pedestal. Like, they'll never relate to you standing up there and telling them about how much you know and how much knowledge you have and how easy this is. Like, they don't see it. They can't relate. But if you bring yourself down to level one, get off your level 10 with your guru hat, get down to level one and say, here's what I struggle with. Here's how I overcame it. Here's what I'm doing. Like, this is my darkest moment. Here's how I got out of it. This is what I did. Here's the tactic that I did. Here's the things that I thought about. Here's the journey. Like, you have to have legitimate value, or it's like, it's just empty promises. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, this is so true, though. So, just to like, just to unpack that a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? When you think about 
your content, when I look and I read your stuff, mm -hmm. like all of it is, is geared and engineered in this way. Mm -hmm. It's all about like, here's my shortcomings mm -hmm. and then what I learned mm -hmm. and then like what I'm doing mm -hmm. and you're walking it out and like, here are my results from it. Yeah. It's not like, here's the results and here, here's what you need to do to get results like me. Yeah. Like they exactly. skip that part. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bad at this. So, so if you study, <laughs> yeah, if you study like, <laughs> if you study personality profiles and Enneagram eight is like, doesn't want to be exposed, wants to protect their, their whatever ego, I'm the same personality as you, by I know. the way. And so you do a great job at it. And I don't. Like, I have to get better at it. Because I'm like, I don't like that feeling. Like, um, And then if you look at another personality profile, DISC, right? D, number one fear of a D personality is being, being taken advantage of. Mine's rejection, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. get how you do it. I just, like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I just had the revelation of, like, people connected more. And it made me feel better about what I did actually telling the truth instead of trying to sit up here on this pedestal of like being an expert and like here's posture, everything you need to do, posture, 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 posture yeah. of like, here's everything you do and how I did it and how I got all these great results and everything. I was just like, I felt like I was living two different lives of like having to be the perfect person. So like I could lead a group of people to believe that they could do it. I had to be perfect myself and like never make mistakes and it's exhausting. And so then in real life, I'm like, yeah, I had two cheat meals this week or I drank a bottle of wine last night or like whatever, right? Or like I'm dealing with postpartum depression and I wouldn't talk about it because how can I lead a group of women and tell them that I'm like dealing with postpartum depression? You know what I mean? And so when I had the revelation of like, I, I just became to the point of exhaustion of having to like talk two different ways and be two different things that I was mm. just like, wow, what if I just told the truth? Would that, how freeing would that be? Like how freeing would that be if I just told the truth and just said like, here's the deal. And they just started working. And I saw the impact more than just like getting customers, but the impact that what I was saying of like bringing hope to people that are in that place that I was in that I forgot about because that makes me look like I'm not strong enough or not enough or I can't, I don't deserve this role or I can't lead people because I've dealt with all these things. It's actually the best qualifier to lead them. And that's what people are looking for. People are looking for the person that can lead them from a place that like you've already been through it. And so if you're not sharing those things, like you are hugely missing out in your audience. Like the ones that are like the ready to goes are like, okay, I'll sign up. But all of the people that need to be moved past the emotional state of, I'm not sure if this person can get me there. I'm not sure if I can do it. How do you get them past? I'm not sure if I can do it. Well, it's by telling them I wasn't sure that I could do it either. I messed up all these mm. things too. I tried all these things too. I messed up here. I so backslid good. here. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, if the path is not expected to be perfection, then I feel like I could take the first step. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so good. I'm, I I don't have words. I'm like digesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know right? you're thinking. He's yeah, because like <laughs> yeah, like, so when I sit down to make stuff, I'm like, I've got all the carnal knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Because I've yeah. done it, you know, and and but when I make content, it's it's so principled, carnal knowledge, like, I, and I think it's kind of hard too in short form, right? Like it's probably easier in a longer format, like like this, right? We mm -hmm. can be like we're having a conversation. It's not so like quick and edited, in the context of like reels, which everybody like if you're not doing reels, like that's the the video product of social media now. Period across every platform is all competing for the same type of content, but doing it there and like being story based and leading with that emotional part, mm -hmm. like. 
I I have like two feelings. Not yeah, like me I'm, too. I'm not a feeler yeah. either. So I'm like I'm tapping. It's into not that. being a feeler and like oh mm. exposing all these feelings. It's just telling the truth. Yeah. About like what you've been through and how you've experienced it and how you dealt with it and how you overcame it. That's it. It's not about being. I hate the word vulnerability. By the way, like. People be like, oh, yeah, be vulnerable, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I think people use that word to be like, oh, be vulnerable to get attention instead of be vulnerable to be relatable. People are like, oh, like make videos on these vulnerable things. Talk about these topics. Talk about these things. That's not what I'm saying. It's not like, oh, go make everyone like go fishing for support. That's not what this means. This is like this is like telling the struggle and then and being relatable but then giving like, here's how I got through it. Here's the steps. One, two, three. I journaled every day. I said my manifesto over myself. I like, you know, set my alarm clock yeah, in my it's bathroom not, it's not to be so a I had victim. to get up. It's not right. to be a victim. Yes. It's, it's to the end of inspiring them. Yeah. So when you talk about the real so the intent, stuff. So you're saying the intent really matters behind yeah, it does. how you're doing it. Absolutely. It's not Well, because like, people sniff that out so easily. I'm like, I see people do it all the time. And like once a week, there's some post about them falling off the edge of life you know what i mean and it's got all these comments and all these things and i'm just like like <laughs> like you can't be serious we're like doing this again it's like clout chasing that's basically like what it is and so it doesn't come from a place of like and here's what i'm doing and here's how if you're experiencing this too like like come with me on this journey i'm dealing with it it's just literally like oh validation somebody attention. give me validation yeah, yeah. and oh and it and it and it it rides it, oh, ri yeah, it rides. It rides. It gets comments. It I gets know you're, we're thinking about the same people. Like I, it rides. Like it's it's attention for sure. Yeah. So to kind of bring this back a, a second, you were just talking about reels a minute ago, but um, I wrote I literally wrote down like there's a black hole of tactics in your industry, like your industry, whatever industry you're in. There's a black hole of the tips and the tactics and the hacks and all these things. Like, and, it, and if it was the tactics that got people. To convert, if it was the tactics that created customers, like everyone in the health industry, like every person that was looking to lose weight would be healthy and skinny and there wouldn't be an obesity epidemic because there is more health content and tactics and tips and everything on social media than anything else. And so if tactics were That's the fair. problem, like if tactics were the solution, we wouldn't have a problem anymore, right? So what's what's the reason behind why the tactics don't create the result, right? Don't create the customer. Because there's no emotional connection. Right. You haven't got them over the hump there's no of like, there, there's no connection. They don't see themselves as being able to, to be you. They don't see themselves seeing you as a leader for them. And so how, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. So Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. So people, they connect with, people, not products. Okay. That's something that I've always said, like people connect with people, not products. And so even when I go to like make a piece of content or make an ad or make a whatever, it's like, I have a specific thing I'm supposed to be doing, like sell this product. Right. And so one of the things I always keep in the back of my mind is people connect with people, not products. So it's not about the product ever. Like when I was selling a bag of protein shake, it was all about me connecting with them over not having time to eat or like being super busy or every other protein shake being super chalky or all of them tasting bad and like making funny jokes about how bad they tasted and like me having to plug my nose and like yeah and the product value unique value mm -hmm. proposition is important right but it's secondary but they don't to the connect connection with that. 
But it's second. You know? It's secondary yeah. to the connection. It, yes, it is exactly. And so it's like you. The question you should be asking yourself first is how do I get them to connect to connect with me through a relatable story through my testimony? How do I get them to connect with me so that I can share my product? so that I can help them take the first step. Because if you connect with them, you don't even have to do a call to action. Like if you connect with them and you start connecting with your audience, they'll be like tearing down the walls of the internet to find your products and your programs and your stuff. I remember hearing something somewhere, I don't remember where, because there's a cluster of info, but basically it was there are two types of people, people that need to like you, mm -hmm. to trust you, yeah, right. that's so it's it's the it's the D and the C have to trust you to like you in the disc personality survey. They the D and the C have you. to trust you to like you. So so you have to bring validity, you have to be authentic, you have to have real meat to what you're saying. They have to trust you to like you. That's me. Hundred yeah. percent that's me. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't actually and so this is interesting because I think counter to like what you're saying, I agree with with it, but mm -hmm. there's also the counter of like it has to follow through with the real value proposition, the real meat, because there's ton, and it's interesting because there's tons of people who can do what you're saying, but can't deliver afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have to trust you to like you. Like I don't do business with people because I like them. Yeah, I do but I just want to break this in and say that. Because I trust them. Hold on, let me finish. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then after that, there's people who will only trust you if they like you. Mm -hmm. And that's, what I, I would say that's the other half, right? Right. And so this, if you miss what you're saying, that whole half of people are like, they're gone. No, I don't think it's half. I think it's all because you Brandon, all you, okay, let me, let me serve up an imaginary piece of content for you right now. Okay. Right. Imaginary piece of content is some dude saying he's doing something, but you see a different piece of content from someone that says, Hey, you know, one of the biggest struggles I've had is, I built a company to $500 million. I ended up going bankrupt, whatever, because of these things and or team problems, whatever, got sued for something and then ended up building a company back, built a billion dollar company that's doing this. And here's like the biggest things that I've learned in that process. And like, and he was like really true about like, hey, I like over leveraged my financials. I didn't have systems in place. Like here's the systems that I would put in place now where I messed up and got sued before. You don't think that that would connect with you? Well, it feels like trust because there's experience. Exactly. Not because I like them. Exactly. It is trust based on experience of the testimony. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. My testimony is the trust because I've already, I've done it. I'm okay. showing you and telling you that I did it. Yeah. Not just like doing it to get you to like me. It's both parts at the same time. Yeah. The personality piece is the part that'll get you to like me. But the trust is built in the relatability of I've been through and I've been where like you want to go. I've done it. Yeah. And here's the trials and tribulations that happened to me along the way. And that's how, this is how I got there. Love it. So you got to have both. Yeah, you got to have both. So when it comes down to like execute on this and doing it, right? I said it's, it's about you being a human. And for a lot of you, not a coach. I felt like a little spark there with you. I what? like I like this conversation. Why? You're like, she like turned into me and she was like, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. First of all, you're wrong. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> it's about being you being a human and and not a coach. So this is hard because a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of you guys listening, like your coaches, you have clients, you coach people. And so it's hard to take the coaching hat off and get back to like the human piece and then the remembering of here's how I got here. 
Here's what I was struggling with. Here's what I was dealing with, right? And so you have to take that that coach hat off and talk about your struggles, talk about your failures, talk about the real life crap that's like coming up on a day-to-day that you're frustrated with, right? And so the same crap, by the way, that you're talking about is what your potential customer, like from your past, like your potential customer is in that place right now. So when you're talking about, here's what I was struggling with when I had an eating disorder, four different types of eating disorders, right? And I'm talking about those. That's where they're at right now, right? Like if I'm just talking about like, oh, like I got my workout in every day this week. They don't freaking relate to that. My customer, they relate to when I say, oh, like here's my food addictions I struggle with. Here's how I got past it. Yeah. Here's how I got I over it. I didn't want to like, wake up this morning. Yeah, they're like, I'm in that place right now. So how do you talk to the place that they're at right now? And until they see like the hope of overcoming the like situation they're in, like they'll never attach to the antidote or the product that you have. They'll, they'll never attach to any of them because they're just like waiting for the person that's like, who is my, who's gone before me, right? It's the same way that we look for mentors. Like who have gone before me? Like that's the way most of you, and if you haven't, like you're looking at it wrong. But when you look for a mentor, you're looking at who's gone before me and who can help me get to the next level, right? That's the same thing your customer's thinking. And they're thinking who can help, like who has been where I've been has been the, in this situation and can get me where I want to go, they're thinking the same thing. But you're instead serving them up tips and hacks and tricks instead of like showing them that you're that person. Instead of talking about mm-hmm. being in the, posi- in the position that they're in through the struggle, here's where I started, here's where I was. Mm-hmm. And then they're sitting in that, in that like they're, they're marinating in that pain yeah right now mm-hmm. they're marinating in it and they're sitting there going like oh like oh, i got all this knowledge but i need someone who can like relate yeah so i like them and mm-hmm. then i'll trust them yeah so what what are your your old like what are think of the this list of things as like the old and current so when you were first starting out and you didn't know what you were doing or you were trying to figure things out on your own you know, what were what were those doubts? What were the negative thoughts? What were the struggles? What were the victories that seemed like huge back then? That, you know, huge back then and now they seem small. Like, what were those victories? What were the new strengths? What were the growth opportunities? What were your worst days and your best days? What did those look like? And so when I say old and current is because we're always, we're, we're still human. We're dealing with these things every day. You know, we're, we're, talking a minute ago about us arguing before our last podcast and stuff. It's like, there's stuff we deal with on a we daily ar- basis. We don't argue. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Any couples out there that argue? I don't do that. <laughs> but if you're going to ask people to trust you and to buy with you, buy from you, to work with you, like how can they do that? You know, how can they make that decision if you haven't built trust with them and shown them that you've risen up for, from where they're at? But most people are afraid of that conversation. They're, they're afraid of like sharing those parts of themselves. They're afraid of like putting themselves out there and saying, oh, I messed this up or I struggled with this or I'm dealing with this now because it'll make me look bad as a coach to these people. If I'm dealing with something that makes you look like a bad coach. It's like, no, it makes you look like the coach that I want to work with because like now I know if you're, you're dealing with something and you're overcoming it, that when I get to that place, you're going to help me get through it. So good. And so... What are the things that you've learned how to overcome and how do you talk about them? The the first list, you read it really fast. Is that something that we could read a little slower and then yeah. people could kind of like think about? Yeah. So it's current doubts, 
or so this is old and current. And I would just make like a T-chart list. What are the old ones? What are the current ones? Negative thoughts, struggles, victories. So the old ones, like what are the little victories that seem so huge and now are small? What are the big victories now? What are strengths, like new strengths that you developed through your testimony, through the process? What were the growth opportunities that you had? What were your worst days and your best days? Mm. Because if you can remember where, when like you were in their shoes, if you can remember when you felt alone or you felt discouraged or you felt overwhelmed or you felt like you were having to figure it all out by yourself or you felt unmotivated or you felt like you were lacking support or you felt afraid or you felt clueless. Like if you can put yourself back in that spot, like you will, you will attract an entire industry to you. That's what I did in weight loss because everyone else was talking about here's the tips and the tricks and the hacks. And so was I in the beginning. But the moment that I transferred over into like the real stuff of where my customer was actually at and talking to them from that place, then like the, like everyone knows what Lady Boss is. Yeah. And this, and this plays out, this plays out. I I mean, I I watched everything and and read everything and it Mm -hmm. plays out and like the hooks and the intros and the thing that would draw you in was always exactly what you're talking about. It, it was, was an emotion. It was an emotion. Mm-hmm. And then it would transition into like the core pain or problem that they had. Yep. And then it would transition to how our thing solves that and how it's unique in solving that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So it would start on like this emotional spectrum and they would, and then it would move kind of like where they are mentally, the language patterns they're using, the environment they're in, Right. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm in despair. I'm, yep. I can't wake up in the morning. All the senses. Right. The senses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then it would migrate over and then it would become about the pain. Right. That 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 they have as a result of of where they are emotionally. And then it would introduce the solution to that pain. Mm-hmm. And like that was that's basically the anatomy. Well, I have the anatomy here if you. I like your synopsis of it, but I have the anatomy here if you would like me to share it. Yeah, share it. I wonder how close it is. (laughs) It's very close. So I would just say here's all the components. Like this is more like a recipe. It's not like, it's more like a on-hand recipe. So this is the anatomy of like content that's going to convert and connect. Connect and convert. Or content that will connect to then convert. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what the whole thesis, we, we were talking about this episode, we're like, okay, people are making content it's just getting, it's going over people's heads. It's not like sticking. And so it's about connecting and then converting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this is the components. This is the recipe right here. Number one, it needs to be relatable. So when I say relatable, I mean, I literally sit and I transport myself back to like when I was dealing with being overweight mm. or like even for this podcast, I'll like transport myself back to like when we had that that big fiasco, like, how was I feeling? What was happening? Like, what did things look like? What was I struggling with? What were the thoughts in my head? And I'll, like, transport myself back there to become relatable. And so every piece of content I craft comes from that place. It's almost like I've time traveled, and now I'm, like, writing a, a blog post from my in, inside the time travel, if that oh, makes sense. so good, yeah. I, like, put it on. I, like, yeah. put on the environment. Love I, like, that. sometimes I'll be writing posts, and I'll, like, cry like it's actually happening right really? now. Because it's like, yeah. 
But yeah, if it's like even just now when I was talking about like the postpartum stuff, I'm like, I like will take myself there. And then it's like, wow, what did life feel like? What did it look like? Like what was happening? Because guess what? Like if I'm willing to to transport there and extract all those things to make a message, then the person that's dealing with it right now is gonna be like, holy crap. Like I'll like, and this is how you get customers to follow you to the ends of the earth, you know? Cause it's like I've never met someone more real. This powers and more this is open. powerful stuff, guys. This <laughs> and is more insane. open. So it needs to be relatable. Use this responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Use this responsibly. Uh, Use a disclaimer. The second one is it tells a story. So it tells a story. And and I think it's it's very hard because I talk about like creating your your story bank all the time. But most people are like, oh, I have my story, and that's a story, right? It's my one story that I tell over and over and over and over and over again, right? And so I take a different approach to storytelling. And it's like, I have my main story. That's like my main timeline of how things happened. But then there's days, like little tiny dots on the timeline everywhere of things in particular, in specific that happened on that day where there was a falling out or there was uh, something I failed at. or There was a big mistake I made or some crazy way I was feeling or a big incident that happened that like I remember Emotionally, I remember it happening, right? And so I create these little mini stories to where then every time I'm telling a story, when I'm talking about marriage or I'm talking about um, overeating, right? I have a bunch of these tiny little stories that are examples of me overeating or examples of my food addiction or examples of me trying to get out from going to the gym or examples of me being embarrassed of my weight. I have a bunch of tiny stories, that don't fit on the main timeline because you don't have time to go through all those every time you tell a story. But literally map out what are all your tiny stories that happen in between in each bucket. Like, you know, if if you teach on weight loss, right? If you you have a weight loss product, like what is everything in each bucket? Like, well, so your how confidence. do you define the buckets? So it depends on on what you sell, but it's like, what are the main struggles of your customer? What are the main struggles of your customer? And for me, it was. What pain, what pain, yeah, or what pains do they, they have? have, right? Well, what pains they have. So for me, it was like, I'm not motivated. Uh, I can't stop eating. Um, I've never worked out before. I'm on medication. It's, yeah. <laughs> not like really. I'm taking that's, medication. Yeah. But that's not, of my that wasn't a big one. No, no. It was more like, I don't have the confidence. Like I can't run around with my kids. Like I'm depressed. Like those are all the big things for me. So I'm like, what are all of my stories that fit in those five main pain buckets of my customer? What is every single story that I've had over the last 13 years of being on this health journey? What's every single story I have? And then I'll just like write a couple words down for each story. And that's how I really started learning that. And mine are all in my brain now because I've been like doing this so long. But it's like if you need to get to that place where you can tell a story a million different ways, give examples a million different ways, you're not saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like that's the exercise that you should do. So, so good. when you're telling a story, number two, that was tell a story. It should explain all the emotions felt. It should lead with the senses of like how you're feeling, like what things look like, like what was the emotional state? And like, is there anything tangible that you could tie it to? Like my hands were sweating. Like I was crying. Like what were the emotions and the senses that you can engage them mm. um, and connect with them through that? And then what are the thoughts that were going on inside of your head? So when you're telling a story, I'm always talking about the emotions that I felt. Even though I'm not a feeler, they're happening inside. I might not express them to the world outwardly and just have a scowl on my face. But inside, this is what I was feeling. 
This is like what was happening in my five senses. And then this is the thoughts I was having. So that's how I tell a so story. So emotion, senses, like story is emotions, senses, senses and, thoughts. and thoughts. Yep. Wow. Yeah. EST. Uh -huh. Just wrote this this morning. And then number three is shows your personality. Brush the dirt off your shoulder. <laughs> The way you said that. Just wrote this this morning. <laughs> I almost like needed you to just do this for me. Um, the third one is shows your personality. Because this is also something that makes you like awesomely human. And people relate to people, not products. But even for me, I'd be doing like recipe videos in the kitchen. And I would like mess something up. Or I wouldn't have Cool Whip. Or I would drop the flour on the floor. And instead of being like... Oh, I gotta, re I gotta refilm it. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, I gotta refilm it, or I'm live and gonna be like, all embarrassed. Oops, okay, yeah, like yeah. all embarrassed. I'm just like, oh my, like I. Sorry, guys. In case you didn't know this about me, I'm extremely clumsy, and I'm doing a lot right now, trying to like do this and like focus on this recipe. And so, all the flowers all over the floor. So I'm gonna put this flower in this recipe, but I'm not gonna eat it because the flower was on the floor. And it just like showcases some of my personality. Another way you can do this in like a written post is like. I was feeling this way and I was super sad, like, or I was like dealing with this and blah, blah. And also the Vikings lost that day. So I was already mad. Like you're just showcasing. Uh, <laughs> had to bring up the Vikings. I know. So you're just showcasing hard. some of your personality, right? Of like who you are as a person outside of what you do. By the way, guys, Kaylin loves sports. Yeah. I live in a sports frat house mm -hmm. with one member and her name is Kaylin Poulin. <laughs> yeah. What sports are on today? NASCAR, <laughs> Kentucky Derby, NFL, tennis, NBA, tennis, soccer, softball, baseball. Sof softball. There's softball on my television in my house. Yeah. You know you're insane about sports when you watch softball. Well, he walks in on like during football season. Softball? He walks in during football season and I'm like up in our, our theater and I have like eight football games on at once, like watching them all. Yeah. No, like all the. I, I commit and go all in. On the Minnesota Vikings, the NFL team. Yeah, if they're doing good, you go all in. Well, if we're just like completely if trash. If they're not doing good, you just go get your computer and work on Sunday. If if they're not doing good, I want to like. That's it, exactly It just what you makes do. me angry. It's an emotional yeah. defense mechanism. All right. Because I can't watch it, you know? Yeah. So this is Brandon right now showing some of our personality, case in point. That's like, we. hey, look, when you look at the reviews mm -hmm. of the podcast, People are like transparency raw. You guys are real. And I'm just like, it's actually way easier and more fun to do that. My, exactly my point. Right? Yeah. Like we just interrupted this whole podcast. <laughs> uh, or I did. Because <laughs> she was talking about sports. Usually I'm the interrupter. She was talking about sports and like driving this whole thing. And uh, and doing sports and driving this whole thing. And I'm just like, oh yeah, we'll just interrupt it and talk about <laughs> talk about sports and, and what's happening in our house. So it's like, oh, there's a little bit about me that you didn't know. Are you ready for number four? I'm ready. It's a one-on-one. -on -one I didn't know we were on number four, but I'm ready for number four. Yeah. Shows your personality <laughs> was number three. Now we're on number four. It's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, not a speech to the masses. Mm, this is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. This is you like constantly jumping ahead of me. Yeah. I, was, I knew that one. I was yeah. like trying to cheat on the test a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I know. You were a little bit. So it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Like when I'm talking in copy or I'm talking in a video or I'm writing a caption, I'm always using words like you. And and when I say we on like video, I'll like use hand gestures like me and you. So when I say we, I'm saying like me and you. I'm not saying we as like all of us. I'm like pointing to myself and I'm pointing to Brandon saying like we, like we 
<laughs> oui. Oui. Oui, oui. Oui. Um, and so it's always a one-on-one conversation. Instead of saying you all or all of you ladies or everyone, like I speak to them like you. Are you struggling with this? Have you ever dealt with this? Not like, is anyone else dealing with this? Is anyone else struggling with this? Like I'm speaking directly to them because when you use when you use you, it draws people in. Like, they're like, she's talking to me. I need to read it. See what she's saying to me. Very different than she's talking to everyone. She ain't calling me out. She's calling everyone out. And they're looking over their shoulder being like, who's she talking to? It ain't me. Right? When we were, use yeah. the words you, it just draws people so in. So good. And then the fifth one is it should talk from level one, not level 10. So what we were saying earlier about getting down from your guru pedestal and like coming down here with everyone, like walking hand in hand with them. Like you have to talk to them like you are still level one. You have the knowledge of level 10, but you have to save that for the back because it overwhelms them, right? You need to come down to level one and be like, I remember when I struggled with this. I, when I was dealing with this, this is what I did. This is the thing that helped get me out of this. Like you're talking now from level one of like remembering that experience. Like here's all the mistakes I made, like we're doing right now, right? Yeah. Here's all the mistakes I made. And like, here's how to fix it. Right. And so now you're like, you're meeting them with the relatability of coming down to level one, but then you can take their hand and bring them up to level 10 where you're at through your teaching, through your courses, through your coaching. Like you have to walk them to level 10. You can't just like be up on your pedestal talking to people at level one and be like, come meet me up here. They're like, well, how the heck do I get up there? Right. They don't, they can't see the path. So you have to come down and you got to walk them up yourself. So good. And then number six um, it gives a tactic that help that helped you to help them. So this is where I'm saying number like, six is the tactic. <laughs> number six. Number six. I just want to like emphasize that because for me and a lot of people out there that create content, mm -hmm. and it and I'm I'm migrating and I'm learning this just because you see what works. Like yeah. this is just this guys. This is what because you want this just is what's created <laughs> billions of views, <laughs> billions of views. What she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Go look at her accounts. Like you, you made like a post on your page organically. It was like 3000 likes or something mm -hmm. on Facebook. Like yeah, nobody, it was like 550 nobody gets that right kind now. of reach on Facebook organically, organically on pages. It's like <laughs> yeah. profiles are what's crushing it. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so this is like the tactic is number six. Yeah. Give wow. the tactic that helped you to help them. So if I'm telling a story and I'm showing personality, I'm having this conversation at a level one point of view about something I dealt with, like a food addiction or not being able to get up off the couch. I give the one, two, three, the one or two or three, not five, not 10, one or two or th three things that like, here's what I did that, that helped me get out of this situation. So this could be as easy as I would just focus on putting my shoes on. Like just focus on putting your shoes on and tying them up. Because if you can put your, get your shoes on and tie them up, like now they're on. It's easier to get to the gym. Or I would make my pre-workout. Nobody puts their shoes on, ties them up, and goes and lays back in bed. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I've I guess the point. I've never done that. If or I get my shoes like, on, I'm going. Or it would be like, I make my pre-workout the night before. Instead of like waking up, like I used to look forward to having pre-workout. Mm -hmm. And so I would literally Ooh, go make the pre-workout. I like it. We're getting some health bonus tips. No, it's just my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go make the pre-workout and I would put it on my nightstand. So then my alarm went off. I'm like, I get to drink my pre-workout. And it got me out of bed. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to sleep after that. No, but I also Maybe look shoes, forward to doing it. Maybe shoes, but not pre-workout. Anyways, so my point here is that you're giving the one tactic or I wrote, I journaled every day or I 
checked in on this every day, or I did this thing each day, or I journaled and I read my manifesto and I like walked around the block. Like what are the one, two or three things? That's a tactic that you did that got you out of the situation and transfer that to them as this is what you can do right now. Because this is what I did when I was level one. And this is what worked for me. Here's what you can do right now to like make that first progress forward. So good. My favorite part about this podcast, honey, Mm -hmm. is like when like I'm in it, I'm just like, oh, this is so I'm like, I'm speaking and then you start heckling me and I'm like, oh my, I can't believe she's interrupting me right now. And then when you're doing it, the same thing it's happens. Like it's the same person. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but I just. If you guys are watching, the, if you're not watching the video version of this, you're missing you, You're out. missing a lot of eye rolls. Oh, yeah. You're missing her eye rolls. And I'm like. And my death glares. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the third one? Yeah, but eye I usually rolls, interrupt you like at least where there's like a period in place. Yeah. You just like. I just come in. Yeah. Yeah. You just. It's like swinging a sledgehammer sometimes. You are just a giant sledgehammer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting the real raw if you guys have real ever, and raw today if you guys have ever seen that video about like um when you do everything aggressively it, aggressively like that, you see that, that viral reel of like the guy who's like slamming the door and he like pours the milk and it goes all over the counter and then he like jumps in the bed and then he like that is brandon that's me so when i say he's a sledgehammer all day it. every day like that's literally yeah, it's lit- like, like the every- guy made it as a joke, but it's literally Brandon. Yeah, like every move is very intentional and aggressive. Yeah, so it can be met like as fast as possible. Like when I get up, I, I don't know. Do you ever do this? Like when I get up in the morning, like I have my whole routine and everything. Mm-hmm. I I literally make every micro movement as efficient as possible. Like how I get my like supplements out of my container in the morning is like, you know what I mean? You do that mm, with my food. You do do it with your food. <laughs> you you aren't like, but it's not as efficient as possible with your pills, all your pills and vitamins, Brandon. Or else they would be in like the the pill thing that's already like all sorted for no, you, and no, you don't no. have to- <laughs> no because it takes the amount of time it takes to set set them up. You add two extra steps because you're taking the pills oh out. I love how you thought. No, this no, listen. Through. You take the pills out, put them on the counter in the morning. You would, and then you eat them. Like you'd have to take the pills out, put them, open a container, put them in, close the container, and then open the container. Yeah, but and pull you're them having to open eight containers every day. I bet you. If That's we had more a, steps. Maybe. <laughs> That's it is. No, it's no, more, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It is. You have to open eight different bottles and get three different, two to three different pills out of every one instead of just opening them one time I will and challenge, putting them all. I will challenge right, anyone we're, we're, to we're, a contest. No, we're gonna do a timer. No, and I, I will put them all in the thing and you will get out seven days worth of stuff by opening them, closing them and putting them back in the drawer every time. It works faster, I swear. Whatever. It works faster. Don't believe you. And then you just wake up in the morning, boom. Because then you don't have to remember to like, oh, I got to like Sunday night. No, it's not wake up in the morning, boom. It's wake up in the morning and open eight pill bottle containers <laughs> instead of just one little it, drawer. Though. It's insane. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wake up earlier next tomorrow morning. Agree, just so to, I dis- agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm, fa- I'm faster. <laughs> I've got the best system possible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so dumb. Okay. Right. <laughs> Can we go to the seventh one? <laughs> this is the last one. Uh, okay. So Seven. On, I'm ready. On the, on the components, it, it goes like this. Relatable. Okay. Shh. Relatable. Tells a story. Shows your personality. One-on-one conversation. Talks from level one, not level 10. Gives a tactic that helped you that will help them. Yes, and then the opening seventh, the pill bottle. I'm just kidding. And then the seventh one is the value PS. 
So these pieces of content oh, that's so good. are the not value, meant yes. to push a product. They are pushing your testimony for relatability to connect with people. It should be like 70% of your content at least should be this. I, I think we ran more at the 80-20, where it was more 80% of yeah. like relatable content and 20% sure. were like call to action of like, hey, here's this thing. Like make the, here's this recipe and this shake by this shake. Yeah, I'd, right? say, I'd say it's like one to seven ratio is probably what we did. Oh, so you went one to seven instead of my eight to two? Is that really what you just did? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just wanted you to <laughs> hear that. It's an aggressive. Right. Eight to two is like an aggressive ratio. I go one to seven. Well, I'm just doing 80%, 20%. Yeah. Anyway. Find what works for you, people. On these types of connection content, all this type of content, you're going to want to use a value PS, not a call to action. So you heard Brandon trying to guess at my list earlier and was saying like, and then like you transgress them into a call to action. Actually, I would say that's incorrect on things that I um, are not like a specific push of a product. Like I'll still use this when I'm selling something like hardcore just coming out and being like, I'm here to sell you this today. But on all of this type of content, I use a value PS. So I'll tell the story. I'll go through it. I'll be relatable. I'll talk about it. I'll give the tactic. And then at the very end where I'm like, let me know if this helps or I'm like, you know, go make it happen or you can do this and whatever my sign off is. After that, I will put a PS. I'll say PS colon. And then I'll say like, for all of you moms who are struggling with this, I made this free guide for you. That'll help you X, Y, Z. Or for all you moms that are struggling with not having the time to eat, like I'm offering you three free samples right now, no questions asked to help you like kickstart this journey. Or P.S. Here's this other guide. Or P.S. I'm doing this like free web class on how to lose weight without giving up pizza and ice cream. You know, for all the women who need like who need help, yep. like who need the first step. And so the value P.S. So it becomes a P.S. to it to where then because... A lot of times I see people make these awesome, amazing posts and they roll right into their call to action. And then it's like, oh, he just said all of this to sell something. But when you put it in position as it a PS, it. it softens it. And yeah. it, and that's truly how I want it's it to feel. It's more digestible. Right. And that's truly how I, <clears throat> how I want it to feel. Like it is a separate thing. And for those of you who are looking for something like this, here it is. And it's a PS separate from like the journey I just took them on wasn't because of the PS, Right. But the PS is there to capture the ones that are like, I'm ready to take the next step. They can get it there. And so um, so 80, 80% of your content should be value PS like this group above. And then 20% like your direct call to action, like normal content you make about your product services and and all your good stuff. So, And if you're, if you're doing reels, if you're doing you know organic content and not, and not paid traffic, like every dollar of paid traffic should have a a call to action on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but organic content, I think, is where the PS shines. Yeah, but we, all, sure. our organic content, the ones that really took off on me with, for me, like using these methods, we literally just turn on as ads. Yes. With the PS still in place. Yes. And we wouldn't so your, put a button. Your PS could be like, you, you put up a reel, right? So like, we'll do reels off of this episode mm -hmm. and then you're going to do a PS and the PS is going to call them to then go to YouTube to watch the full episode. Yeah, and I, I would podcast. call out the specific person. I would call out the specific person that you're talking to in that video. Like if I'm talking about struggling to find time to eat because I'm dealing with two kids all the time, then in my PS, I'm calling out the other busy moms like me. I'm not saying for any ladies. I'm just saying for other busy moms who are struggling with this too, I made this free guide for you. Love it. Right? So I actually like call them out. Love it. Yep. That's it. Blew, blew it up. <laughs>
Guys, that was so good. <laughs> it was very clear. Like, what'd you I, learn? I, I, um, I've walked with you on all of these tactics mm. and, and, and these thought processes and we've, we've developed them together. It's fun to hear it all really come together. So I think, I think that was amazingly valuable. You guys, that was insane. I hope you guys like the gravity, like go back, do the workshop part of that. I mean, mm. we literally just did a mini workshop in the podcast. Like you go back, pause, write those things out. Right. I think that yeah. my biggest takeaway was the senses, mm. like my thoughts, my senses. And I think it was emotions, it emotions. I was, I was going to say feelings. Mm -hmm. um, those three things are like, that gives you a foundation for like, mm -hmm. what do I write? How do I like express this? Right? Yeah. You got to bring it into color. And bring it into color for people, mm -hmm. not just like tactic or strategy or just like, the, yes, that's the value, but you got to like wrap the value burrito. Mm -hmm, the value burrito. It's the value yeah, burrito. Yeah. And this is more like a checklist of things. It's like when you're writing something, look at it and say, does it have all these qualities? Yeah. And if the answer is no... I can't really say that I'm speaking from like, I'm probably speaking from level 10 here and not level one. So it's more like your checklist and like your boundaries of how to make the content. Like yeah. look at the list every time a piece of you're writing an email or a piece of content or a sales page and say like, do I have these components here? Yeah. Are these things present? So good. I love that. Guys, this has been an amazing episode. I hope you guys loved it. If you did, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> drop a review oh my God. hook us up drop a review oh my gosh we'd love to hear what you liked about it yeah what your biggest takeaway was what and was your nuggy wait can i do a pss yeah yeah you can so do so we would do this we would do a pss mm -hmm. pss kaylin and i we do one-on-one -on -one strategy days with seven figure companies that want to grow and scale yeah right mm -hmm. this is what we do we help companies shortcut that pain that growth process yeah. we've been where you've been we've walked the road we've been through it we work with one company a week. We've worked with dozens of companies. The results are insane. Like I just talked to a guy yesterday, doubled the doubled the business since we started working together. And how long has that been? Uh, I think our first meeting was six months ago. Mm -hmm. Doubled the business in six months. Doubled the company in six months, like sizable, right? Like I don't. I think they're at like. Um, I think they were at like 600K. Now they're running 1.2 million and there's so much room. It's like, now it's just opened up. Like whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> PSS, theenterpriseceo.com. Theenterpriseceo.com. You guys can apply to, to work with us. We'd love to connect with you. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Yeah. We seriously appreciate it. Drop your nuggies for me. I, I, I read all the reviews. I want to hear what what was your biggest takeaway so we know what to make more of. I definitely heckled you today. Yeah, I liked it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I just She's, have to eye roll. That's how I like participate back is like eye rolling. Is, like, this, is it spicy? Yeah. Kaylin yeah, keeps it spicy. spicy. She keeps it spicy for me. Yeah. Keeps spicy. it exciting. All right, guys, thanks for uh, for watching another episode of the Big Business Mistakes podcast with us. We appreciate y'all. See you next time. Bye. See ya.